One Man's Family, brought to you by Fleischmann's Yeast. family is dedicated to the mothers and fathers of the younger generation and to their bewildering offspring. Tonight we present chapter 6, book 47, entitled, Further Preparations for Claudia's Departure. Of course, it isn't any surprise to me that many of you women who bake at home have recently changed to Fleischmann's yeast. I knew that you'd want to when you found out the important difference there is between Fleischmann's and other yeasts. Well, you're certainly right about that, Mr. Carpenter. When I heard you say that Fleischmann's was not only a fast-acting yeast that gave good baking results, but that it would also make my baking extra good for my family, I decided to try it right away. And ladies, that's exactly what Fleischmann's yeast can do. It can make extra good baking extra good for your family. You see, Fleischmann's yeast with a yellow label is the only fresh yeast on the market that contains both the vitamin B complex and added amounts of vitamins A and D. And all of these important vitamins go right into whatever you bake with no great loss in the oven. So if you've been using just any kind of yeast for your baking, Insist on Fleischmann's yeast next time and find out for yourself what an important difference there is in yeasts. But remember, only Fleischmann's yeast with the yellow label brings you both the vitamin B complex and added amounts of vitamins A and D. So ask for it by name. The middle of August finds the Herbert Dairy Ranch down the peninsula lying warm and still and fragrant in the enervating heat of midsummer. The hills are gold with the dry, dead grass, and not a breath of air disturbs the shimmering atmosphere. Even down under the spread of the giant maple trees in the front yard, there's little relief. Shade? Yes, but a good substantial temperature in the shade. And this is where Mother Barber, Clifford, Claudia, and Teddy have taken refuge for the moment. Claudia and Teddy are in abbreviated sunsuits, and Cliff is wearing a pair of overalls, but is bare above the waist. Mother Barbara is enfolded in a huge bib apron, and in her lap is a great pile of freshly picked string beans, which she's budding and stringing and dropping into an enameled kettle at her side. At her side also is a basket of corn just out of the garden and still in its husks. Also a pile of a half a dozen smooth, yellow-skinned Crenshaw melons. Goodness, this looks more like the year of plenty than the day of food shortages. Yeah, ma'am. This is what it means to live on a ranch. Are those the last of the Crenshaw melons, Clifford? Oh, don't be silly, Mom. They're just getting a good start. Right, Teddy? Oh, yes. I was out in the melon patch this morning. The vines are loaded. Is that corn good? What do you mean good? It's out of our garden, isn't it? <laughs> the last had worms in it. Oh, running down the old family garden plot, huh? Well, all I know is it had worms. <laughs> Show me an amateur garden that doesn't. Want some help, Mom? Stay where you are, Claudia. 
I'm just keeping my hands busy. Even at 140 in the shade, you have to keep your hands busy? Of course. Mm, not me. I have no other desire than to lie here in the grass and simmer. <laughs> simmer is right. If we had the energy, what we should do is go down to the creek and loll in the pool. If someone would carry me down there, I'd love it. Mm, I won't carry you down to the pool, but I'd be happy to turn the hose on you. <laughs> oh, don't you dare. <laughs> it never gets so hot, Cliff can't think of something to tantalize somebody. Hey, I never did. Jack was a humorist in the family. Oh, by the way, I got a letter from Jack yesterday. Did Irene tell you? Yes, I read it. I didn't. Anything new? He's being transferred. Well, you mean out of the paramarines? But I thought he was just finishing up his training. Yes, that's what his last letter said. That's right, he did finish. Now he's being sent to the Marine Field Artillery School. And I'm just happy. Yeah, parachute jumping is rough and tough and no holes barred. But Jack knew that when he went into it. Oh, this isn't Jack's idea. Oh. Oh, no. Somebody went over his record and discovered he was a married man with a child and ordered him transferred. But they knew he was married when he asked to become a paramarine. We thought so, but apparently they didn't. Well, that's the service for you. One minute you are, and the next minute you're not. Is he unhappy about it? Didn't say so if he is. Said he'd know every branch of marine warfare before he got through. Thing is, now he's liable to be transferred back from the coast. He doesn't know where? Not yet. Well, there's one thing. This probably means he won't be shipped out of the country for maybe another three or six months. Yes, I've been thinking about that. Uh-oh. Here comes Margaret. She's busier than a bird dog down here on the ranch. <laughs> on the go from morning till night. Mm -hmm. Hi, Margaret. What goes? Oh, hello, Uncle Cliff. Well, aren't you going to say hello to the rest of us? Hello, everybody. Grandma, where's Grandpa? Why, Margaret, I think your grandfather's upstairs lying down. Oh, is he sick? No, just having a nap. But I don't have to have a nap. No, I know you don't. Well, then why does Grandpa... Well, I don't suppose he really has to have it, but he enjoys it. I don't. I hate bed, except at night. Mm, just an old bed hater, huh? What are you doing, Aunt Claudia? Oh, just lying here on the grass. You want to join me? Oh, no, I've got other things to do. <laughs> Busy, huh? Yes, I've got to go and find Skippy. Well, I think he's around back of the house playing with the kitten. Okay. Where are you and Skippy going? Well, we're going out and hunt for doodlebugs. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> We are, too. Well, I didn't say you weren't. Well, if you have any luck, Margaret, save me one, will you? One what? One doodlebug. Oh, we don't catch them. We just get them to come out of their holes in the ground, then we look at them. Oh, I see. Huh? So I guess I'd better go now. Okay. Bye now. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> the things that occupy an infant's mind. Mm -hmm. Hates beds and loves doodlebugs. Are Hazel and Hank and Pinky still in the kitchen? I guess they are. Mmm, canning fruit on a day like this. No, thank you. Well, it's just as Hazel said. Both the blackberries and plums were dead ripe, and if you lose a whole lot of them, they weren't put up immediately. I was in the kitchen a while ago and asked if I could help, but nobody seemed to want me. What are Hank and Pink doing? They're helping Hazel. Oh, I bet they love that. Well, they were doing a lot of grousing, but they were also being quite a lot of help. It's Hazel's theory that every child should know the first principles of canning fruit and vegetables and making jelly. Mm, and she's teaching them, huh? Yes. It's not so funny, either. For a long time now, the younger generation have been eating out of jars and cans without the slightest knowledge of what went into preparing. Mm, there's no kidding about that. And now the war is causing food shortages. What better opportunity to teach the newer generation the art of preserving and canning? Mm, you're right, of course, Mom. But boy, would I hate to have a couple of adolescent amateur cooks messing around in my kitchen. <laughs> you mean fruit syrup on the floor and burned sugar on the stove? Not to mention a little blackberry juice on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I think it's a good Irene idea that Irene Betty drove into Palo Alto this afternoon. You mean for Irene's peace of mind? Nonsense. You know Hazel's way of working in a kitchen better than that. Hazel's, yes, but not Hank and Pinky's. I shudder to think of it. Did Joan drive into Palo Alto with Irene and Betty? Mm-hmm. I don't know what for, but she insisted she would go. Maybe she thought she might get rung in on the jelly-making, too. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Well, so you're definitely going to leave us on the 29th, Clark. What do you mean, leave you? I'm going to Washington, if that's what you mean. Isn't that leaving us? But you make it sound so final. I'm going away for a little while, naturally. That doesn't mean anything. Doesn't it? Hmm? What do you mean by that? Yes, uh, explain yourself, Clifford. Well, as a matter of fact, it was Teddy here who put the idea into my head. Hey, Cliff. Hmm? What idea? What are you talking about? Oh, it wasn't an idea. It was just a feeling I had. I didn't know you were going to talk about it, Cliff. Well, neither did I. I mean, until just this moment, it, it just slipped out. Well, for goodness sakes, let's have it. It was just that I suggested that maybe this trip of yours wasn't the... The casual going away, everyone was pretending. Teddy, what do you mean? I don't know. It's just as I told Cliff. It's only a hunch. But, well, so many things are happening in the world. I mean, so many changes. Everything and everybody seems to be shifting and readjusting. Well, why shouldn't there be readjustments in the Barber family as well as elsewhere? That's a queer thing to say. But, but I don't want any readjustment. But Mother Barbara... Well, I don't. I want things just as they've always been. But there have been changes already, Mother Barbara. Nonsense. Yes, there have been, Mom. Mickey's going away and disrupting our branch of the family. Jack's army life ruining all that he and Betty have been building together. But they'll be back. They're coming back. But when? But, but, Claudia... Are you saying that you may not be coming back either? Of course not. I haven't said any such thing. And I haven't thought any such thing. Oh, no, Mom. That was... That was just Teddy's feeling. Oh, I'm sorry I ever brought it up. I suppose it's just me in one of my more morbid moments. Oh, I'm sure it must be, Teddy. I'm sure you didn't get any such feeling from me. Of course not. Oh, uh, you leaving us, Mom? Well, I'm going up to see if your father isn't awake. Oh, here. Pour the rest of those beans out of your apron into the basket. Yes. Yeah. I'll string the rest of them. If you wish. Mother Barbara, please don't be upset. It, it was just silly of me. Well, you're quite right, Teddy. A change has come over the world. A change has come over all of us. How could the Barbers not be affected by what's going on all about it? Oh, Mom. Oh, I know it's here. But I don't want it. I'm trying to, get, to reject my own mind. I don't want change. I'm too old makes me lonely and sad and tired. Oh, please, I don't want to make a scene. I want to go up to your father. I'll come with you. No, please. I'd rather go alone. Doggone. I could kick myself for having started all this. Oh, don't be silly, Teddy. I was the one who brought it up. Look, you two. I don't get all this. I'm leaving on the 29th of August, intending to be away six months, six weeks, or two months. What's all this talk about permanent changes? I didn't say that. Well, what did you say? Just that I had the feeling this trip was a lot more important than anyone pretended. Well, I don't know what you mean. It's important to me because I'm going to see Nicky again after almost a year. I'm going to see him and stay with him just as long as possible. Beyond that, it's just another trip. Sure, I know. And if you're hinting at accidents or, or anything like that... Oh, no, Claudia. 
Well, I, I don't know what else you could mean. Hope you won't say anything more to upset Mom and Dad. Of course not. You don't blame Teddy, Claude. She wouldn't have said anything in the first place if I hadn't started it. I was just... Hi. May I join you? Oh, hello, Hank. Oh. How's the old jelly kid? You ain't woofing, Uncle Cliff. <laughs> Boy, did I stick up the place. Jelly all over everything. Oh, you look pretty clean now. Did you just come out of the kitchen? Yeah. But you should have seen me before I took off my apron. Oh, you had to wear an apron? Yeah, and a good thing, too. The way things spluttered and spattered all over the place. Oh, you know what I did? What did you do? I preserved ten glasses of plum preserves all by myself. <laughs> preserves, <laughs> Hank? Yeah, ten glasses of preserves all by myself. Well, not preserves, Hank. Preserves. Well, sure sticky. Ooh, <laughs> Are you all finished? Yeah, I am. Pinky's still in there making some crab apple and raspberry jelly. He's having a heck of a time. Well, he has my sympathy. What you mean is Hazel's really making it and Pinky's helping. No, sir. We have to do it ourselves. Mom stands right there and sees that we do it right, but we have to do it. Uh, remind me not to eat any of Hazel's preserves and jellies this winter. <laughs> That's okay by me. That'll leave that much more for the rest of us. Well, how come you finished up before Pinky? There wasn't enough space on the stove for us both to cook at the same time, so we drew straws and I got to do mine first. Now you're all through? Except for when my preserves get cool, I gotta put some melted paraffin on top. Oh, seal them up, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go get in my swim trunks. Oh, that's a good idea. Why don't you? I am. As soon as Pinky finishes up in the kitchen, we're going down and have ourselves a swim. All right, Pinky, wash up your dishes. But, Mom, you just told me to keep an eye on the juice. It's boiling like the dickens. Well, don't let it boil too hard. Turn the fire down a little. Oh, okay. That's it. Now the dishes. But how can a person do two or three things at once? Well, that's the test of a good cook, to be able to take care of everything as it comes along. Oh, try the juice, Pinky, just to be sure that it isn't sticking to your pan or thickening up too fast. And, and then come over here to the sink. Yeah. No, the juice just drips off the spoon. Good. Then you can leave it for a moment. Here. I have a sink full of nice sudsy water for you. But I could wash everything up altogether afterwards, Mom. No. Always keep your dishes washed up as you use them. That way you will always have a clean kitchen. Okay. Washing up is the worst part about being in the kitchen. It's ten times as hard if you let your cooking utensils accumulate. Mm. You kind of enjoy working with the fruit, though, don't you? Yeah, I guess so. You guess so? Yeah, except for one thing. Is that so? What's that? Well, for gosh sakes, Mom, who wants to be a cook anyway? Oh, you think it isn't becoming to a boy, is that it? Yeah, sissy stuff. Mm -hmm. Here's a clean towel to dry your dishes. Yeah. Pinky, don't you know that the greatest chefs in the world are men? And that a great many men are a fine amateur cooks? It's their hobby. Better test your jelly again. Oh, yeah. You see what I mean about doing two or three things at once? That's just a matter of habit, Pinky. Having your wits about you. I remembered it. Oh, that's because you're smart. Oh, no. It's training, that's all. That's what I'm trying to do for you boys. Get your minds working in the right way. Uh-huh. How's it look? Well, it still just drips off the spoon, but it's getting thicker. Uh-huh. Let it run off the side of your spoon. That's it. What's that for? Well, when the, the juice and the sugar have boiled down sufficiently to gel, the juice won't just drip off the spoon. It'll separate into two drips and, and then kind of flake off. Oh, you mean drop off in gobs? Uh-huh. Well, something like that. Hmm. By the time I'm old enough to leave home, I sure I'm going to make somebody a good wife. <laughs> 
Do I hear a trace of bitterness? I'll ask some girl to marry me and she'll ask what I can do. And I'll have to say, well, I sure make a swell crab apple and raspberry jelly. <laughs> Look at me in an apron, standing over a hot stove all day. <laughs> You'd better test that again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Pinky, as a matter of fact, all these little things I'm teaching you and Hank about the kitchen and housekeeping are things you'll appreciate someday. And so will the girl you marry. Why? Because they'll give you a keen appreciation of what her problems are in the home. You'll be a better companion and helpmate. You'll have just that much more in common. You watching your jelly? Yeah, it's okay. Besides, lots of girls don't know as much about housekeeping these days as they should. Think how you'll be able to help her. Yeah, that's what I thought. What do you mean? A guy knows how to do kitchen stuff and what happens. His wife finds it out, and Bluey has to do it all the rest of his life. Oh, now. Hey, hey, it's done. Look at her. It breaks into two drops. Try it again. Yeah. Here, you see? Two drops, and then it kind of all comes off in a sheet. Good. Turn your fire off. Have you got your jelly glasses ready? Yeah, these are them in this pan of hot water. Mm-hmm. That'll keep the glasses from breaking. Now, take your dipper and dip out of the kettle... And pour slowly into the glasses. Yeah. Oh, I like this part. Oh, careful you don't scald yourself. That thick juice is terribly hot. Not too full. Leave plenty of room for paraffin. Yeah. Boy, there's going to be a lot of it. Mm, yes. I think you'll have a dozen and a half glasses at least. Oh, and Hank thought he was so smart with his old preserves. Here, you're slopping. Keep your mind on your business. Oh, I better move these full glasses over on the draining board. I'm getting too crowded. I'll move them. Now, get the rest of that liquid out of the kettle and into the glasses. And when the kettle's empty, run water into it before that stuff has a chance to freeze. Yeah, that's the end of it. Oh, boy, doesn't that look nice and clear? Mm. Now, that's because you skimmed all the froth off the top as it boiled. You see, the boiling brings the impurities and foreign matter to the surface. Hey, I'm going to put my name on every glass when it gets cold. Crab apple and raspberry jelly by Pinky Herbert. A very good idea. Well, all that's left now is to wash up the dishes. Oh, wash up the dishes, wash up the dishes. That's right. And don't forget to give the stove and draining board a good scrubbing. Hey, you going to leave me? Uh-huh. I've got to bathe and change before the afternoon's gone. You go ahead and clean up, and I'll inspect when I come down. But Hank and I are going swimming. Why not? But be sure the kitchen's clean first. Okay. All the time, clean up after yourself. Hey, Mom! Well? Where are my swimming trunks? They're out hanging on the clothesline, Pinky. Okay. Oh, hello, Pa. What are you doing here in the living room? Oh, hello. I just found it the coolest spot on the dairy ranch at the moment. You just out of the kitchen? Just out of the kitchen and on my way up to repair the damages. Well, you do look a little overheated, but otherwise quite yourself. Well, thanks, but I don't feel it. What I long for right now is a large bathtub full of soap suds and tepid water. Then soap suds and tepid water by all means. Thank you. See you in a little while. By the way, what are you reading? Oh, something I wish I weren't. <laughs> Was that my mommy? What's that? Oh, it's you, Margaret. Yes. Was that my mommy? That's right. She just went upstairs to bathe and change. Well, I guess I won't go up then. Why? You afraid you want to bathe you, too? Yes, or comb my hair or something. What are you reading? Oh, just a pamphlet I picked up in the bookcase over there. Will you read it to me, Uncle Paul? Out of this pamphlet? Yes, please. 
Well, I guarantee you won't like it. Was it a story? Well, I'll let you judge for yourself. It's called the uh, Compilation of Facts and Figures Concerning the Minimum Wage Law in the State of New York. Oh. You want me to go on? Well, I don't think so. No, I don't either. How'd you get your knees so dirty? Oh, plain. Mm. Uncle Paul. Well? What makes people get old? Well, because that's the way nature arranged it. Well, why do they? Well, look at you. Seven years ago, you were a little muling infant. Oh, I bet I was indeed. Yes, you were, because I saw you. All squirming and red and hiccupy. Did you hate me? No, you couldn't help it. Now see what nature's done for you. Here you are, seven years old and a pretty nice little girl. But I'm not old. No, but you want to grow up, don't you? And get married? Well, yes, I guess that's part of it. Do you think I'll ever be as old as Grandpa? I wouldn't be at all surprised. And will I have to take naps in the afternoon again like when I was little? Only if you want to. Why? Well, Grandpa does. Oh, just once in a while when it feels like it. But I wouldn't worry about growing old for a while yet if I were you. Why? Because you're going to be young for an awful long time yet. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to school this year. Mm, I'm not surprised. Just like Hank and Pinky. I think you'll like it. I already know something. Good. You want to hear what I know? Mm Mm-hmm, very much. All right. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, B, W, X, Y, Z. That's the alphabet. Mm, I thought I recognized it. Uh Uh-huh, and one times one is one, and two times one is two, and two times two is four, and two times three is six. That's multiplying. You do have a fund of information at that, don't you? Uh-huh, and C-A-T spells cat and D-O-G spells dog. Oh, Margaret, is that you downstairs? That's your mother. Uh-huh, she wants me to take a bath, I bet. Paul, didn't I hear Margaret down there? You better answer. Okay. Yes, Mommy, it's me. I thought so. <clears throat> Will you come up here, please? What for, Mommy? I'll give you one guess. But I don't need a bath. I'm clean. Well, you come up and we'll have an inspection. See about that. Well, couldn't you trust me? Come on now. Let's get it over with so we can have the rest of the afternoon to ourselves. You better run along. Will you wait here for me? I'll probably be right here when you get back. Okay. Don't forget, I'll hurry as fast as I can. Uh, It's a promise. (laughs) Hmm. Minimum wage law in New York State. Hello! Is Paul Barber anywhere on the premises? Here in the living room, Dan. So, I've run you to the ground at last. Hey, what's this business of holding up uh, inside on a fine day like this? Well, I just thought it was cooler in here. No, not now. There's a breeze stirring up down under the maples. Oh, is that so? Well, shall we go out and... Uh, uh, not yet. Do you mind? No. I thought... I, uh... I just want to have a word with you, and then we'll go out. Well, why not? Paul, my lad, I think I'm making progress with Hazel. Well, my congratulations, Dan. I... Not so fast. I I said I think I'm making headway. I, uh, I want to tell you what happened and see whether you think I'm unduly optimistic. But I should think you'd be better able to tell. Oh, one minute I think I'm practically engaged to the girl, and the next I have my doubts whether I'll ever get a yes from her. Well, I certainly don't know. No, but answer me this. If she has gone so far as to discuss with me whether, in case of our marriage, the children should go to school in the city or the country... She did that? 
She did? Less than a week ago. And since that time, Paul, I... I've been between the heights of glory and the depths of apprehension. And, uh, what am I supposed to do? Well, tell me. Do you think I'm a fool to build up my hopes? Well, I'll say this. I... I think Hazel's being just as honest with you as she knows how. Honest with you and honest with herself. I have no doubt of it. Oh, I've never doubted that. Nevertheless, I do think any man's a fool to build all his hopes on a woman's emotion. You think that? Honestly? Hmm? Yes. Once you've got Hazel to say definitely she'll marry you, then you can start building your castles. But until she's decided, I'd suggest you keep your fingers crossed. Then you don't think the discussion about the children's schooling... Well, it may have meant something. Again, it may have been nothing more than a feeler to see how you'd react. Uh, You're quite right, of course. How about putting it up to her squarely? Insist she give you an answer. Oh, I wouldn't dare. I'd lose her entirely. You really haven't much faith in yourself, have you, Dan? It isn't that, Paul. It's... Well, it's simply that she will not be forced... If I'm willing to wait until she's sure she's doing the right thing for herself and the children, well, then I have a chance. If I'm not willing to wait, then the answer is no and I'm lost forever. I see. I'm not a patient man, Paul. I I wish I were more so. Mm, a woman can be very trying. Ah, she can that. Oh, well, what's not worth waiting for is not worth having. I've been told. At least you're trying to be philosophic. I can see that. Ah, philosophy in my old hat. I wasn't made for it, Paul. At least once a week I go out behind the barn and kick something hard. You're liable to get a bruised toe doing that. Bruised toe, bruised spirit, what's the difference? At least it gives me something to swear about. Swear? Yes, and I do a pretty good job, too, for a man who's never learned to swear. A darn good job, if you don't mind my bragging about myself. Some of the barbers are discussing a little of this and that. No kidding, Cliff. Who do you think is the most important woman in the world today? I still say mommy. Yeah. <laughs> well, sure, Mother Barbara is the most important woman in our immediate world. But, I mean, who do you think is the most important woman in all the world? Who would you say, Claude? Hmm, Mrs. Roosevelt, maybe? Madame Chiang Kai-shek? Or perhaps Avita Kulpabi? <laughs> You're not very definite, are you, Claude? No, I'm not. But I think they're all important women. Uh-huh. But who is the most important woman? What do you think, Hazel? Well, I'd say the American housewife is the most important woman in the world today, Teddy. She doesn't get any fanfare or glory, but she's doing a 24-hour job that's mighty important to the war effort. mean keeping the old home fires burning and all that? Oh, that's only a small part of her job, Cliff. For one thing, the American housewife has had to learn to be an even better buyer in order to keep down inflation. I mean she's had to learn how not to buy, unnecessarily, I mean, to do that? Mm-hmm. And she's got to be a pagliacci. You know, laugh when she feels like crying in order to keep up the family's morale. Oh, yes. And probably her greatest contribution to winning the war is keeping up America's high standards of health in spite of rationing and shortages. Well, there's no argument there, Hazel. Thanks to what the American housewife has learned about nutrition and the importance of vitamins in the diet, 
The health of the American people has never been better. But, of course, there's still room for improvement. So, friends, if you haven't been able to put as much into your war job as you'd like to because you lack energy and vitality, maybe it's because your diet is short on important vitamins. If that's the case, give Fleischmann's seven-day vitamin pickup a chance to help you. Now, this means taking two cakes of Fleischmann's yeast every day for seven days straight. You see, Fleischmann's yeast with the yellow label is the only fresh yeast on the market with both vitamin B complex and added amounts of vitamins A and D. And when you mix it with tomato juice, which contains vitamin C, you've got a delicious vitamin cocktail that contains every vitamin known to be needed in human nutrition. And only two vitamin cocktails give you the daily minimum requirements of vitamins A, B1, C, and D, and a supply of all the vitamins in the B-complex group. So ask your grocer tomorrow for a week's supply, 14 cakes of Fleischmann's yeast, and then, last thing every night, first thing every morning, drink a vitamin cocktail, Fleischmann's fresh yeast in cool tomato juice. Yes, drink it, America. To your health. You have just heard Chapter 6, Book 47 of One Man's Family, written and produced by Carlton E. Morse for the makers of Fleischmann's Yeast. Chapter 8, entitled Incident on the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge, will come to you next week at this same hour. <laughs>